1: Welcome, everybody, to another episode of The Written Compass. I'm super excited for this episode. As you know, I've kind of been solo podcasting, and you've mainly heard my voice, and slowly but surely, I'm bringing in people as I feel aligned, as I feel called, and today's guest is going to be a super exciting, aligned, serendipitous moment, and I'm going to start by telling you a little bit about how I know this person, because it's directly related to the book that we're going to be talking about that he is coming out with. Um, that I'm so excited for you to share. So um, this person I know because of his book. So I'm a Body Mind Certified Coach and the CEO and founder of Body Mind Coaching, Laura Wick, started to talk about this person. And I'd been supporting Laura and coaching her on writing her book that's coming out this fall. And she started to say, do you know this person? Do you know this person? And I'm like, no, I don't know this person. Who are you talking about? She said, go and follow him. Okay. So I started on the socials and all of that. And all of a sudden, the name Richie Norton started coming up over and over and over again. And then lo and behold, um, we started talking about some of your previous books, which I'll share here in a bit. Specifically, Power of Starting Something Stupid was one that we talked about a lot. And then she was on your podcast. You guys made that connection and you were finishing your current book. And then she brought you in to start connecting with some of the people that I'm a support team member on for hers. And I got a copy of your book. And so all of that was just coming together so that the amazing Richie Norton could be here. And I was like, you know what? I want to talk to this person. I want to share him with our audience because the very thing that you're writing about, I think is so powerful for people who are writing your book. So welcome, Richie Norton to the written compass.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You're amazing. I'm super excited to be here. It's going to be a lot of fun. Thank you. Yeah, great, great yeah. intro. All good people. Oh my gosh, this is this is a, a good little uh, thing we have going here. So thank you. I, I'm super excited to chat.
1: Love it. I'm so excited too. Um, I just want to share a little bit about your background and I love bios and I I love putting my own little flair, especially when I know the person at least um, just enough to be dangerous. So I love the fact of where you are, Richie, um, which is on the North Shore of Oahu, Hawaii. And you are there with your kiddos, four boys, um, one beautiful son who's already made his way to heaven. I love how you share that story so many times. Um, And you've cared for many beloved foster children. And you're there with your dog, Belzy, and your amazing wife, Natalie. Yeah, and sure. Richie is pretty awesome. He definitely calls himself a serial entrepreneur, which I love. And you talk about in the book that we're going to discuss today. You're an executive coach to CEOs. You've been featured in so many magazines, Forbes, Bloomberg This Week, all the amazing things. You're the CEO and found co-founder of Product Duct, an Inc. 5000 company, which just help someone with creating products right from top to bottom all the things that are needed for it but today we're here because of this amazing book that is getting ready to it's already blowing up i hope you know that and realize that and claim that but um really getting ready to come up here at the end of august right
0: yeah 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 yeah.
1: the anti-time management uh, is what it's called the power oh excuse me nope that's not that's your other book so i'm saying this too But the subtitle I really like, Reclaim Your Time and Revolutionize Your Results with the Power of Time Tipping. So, Richie, I want to start with, like, you've written before, but something tells me that this book feels and is functioning a little differently maybe than previous ones. So give us a little, like, this one was a long time in the making, right?
0: Yeah, I've I've been working on this book for on average, I'd say almost a decade, and wow. it's because after I wrote my last book, "The Power of Starting Something Stupid," it did it did good, and I've been teaching from that material and helping people start their quote unquote stupid ideas. Stupid is the new smart, and did really well. I mean, like Brene Brown did a blog post about it, and it Amazing. blew it up. It's in like <laughs> ten different languages, <laughs> and and wow. when I what happened though is I realized real quick that yes, you need to live a life without with. That, with Live a life without regret. You you know, crush fear, overcome your negative pride, start this stupid idea that's pressing on your mind. Do it now because you don't know how much time you have. And the book goes super deep in each one of those principles, mm-hmm. and helps a lot of people. But here's here's what I learned from it. People would tell me that I'm the stupid guy now. So you type in "stupid Richie" and uh, I'm everywhere, right? Just, just this the stupid guy. So. I learned people would tell me they wanted to do this stupid thing and it wasn't necessarily hard to do it. You could identify a market. You could sell to them. You could Mm -hmm. run it up the flagpole and do your thing. Yeah. But it's not what they wanted. They Mm. told themselves they needed to do that thing because they thought once that thing was successful, then they would do this other thing. And I realized when people, it, they, they thought they stopped doing the two-step. I'm going to finally live my dreams. I'm going to go start selling this pencil company or whatever it is, yeah, right? Yeah. I, that's just, just, just as an example. There's nothing wrong with the pencil company. But what they realized was when they decided they finally were going to free up their time, free up their life, have availability for their family, travel the world, They lost all that free time to the new business. They lost all that freedom of of how they were going to spend their day to the business. Or it's not even a new business. It could just be at the regular work and how they work. So what I learned was if you simply ask a better question, you'll get a better Mm -hmm. answer. Yeah. And when you ask someone when that thing is successful, then what will you do? Or if this thing was already working – what, would you, what would
1: you do? Yeah, I love that.
0: What's, you start, what's the job of the goal? What's the job of this dream? What's the job of this new idea? When you get beyond goals, beyond habits, beyond strengths, the things that we're all obsessed with, which are, which are merely tasks at the end of the day, they're milestones reaching to a bigger dream, a bigger goal. When you get past that and you start talking real, it changes the way you think. It changes the entire decision tree. Of, you know, of, of choices that you're going to make. Mm-hmm. And it actually allows you to be able to live that dream right now with or without the new business or with, with or without the new job with or without waiting to pay off your mortgage with or without going to school, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That is what anti-time management is about. It's about realizing that time management was never designed to give you your time back or your freedom. It was specifically designed and tooled to control people. Yeah. Every drop of blood, sweat, and tear. So when we use these management principles for personal development, we we get confused. I have a full calendar, but an empty life. Woe right. is me. Yeah. yeah, Stop doing that. So there you go. There you go. There's a little little preface to what we're what we're talking about today. No,
1: I love it. And it, I turned immediately to one of the early pages in the book because um, it, it's around that something else, that thing that you say, like and the question that you pose is what if you could arrange your work in such a way that it constantly supported your ability to do that, that thing, that something else. What if in the end, the thing you hope to do later could be done from the start. And I love, and the book is filled with these questions where you just stop and you're like, wait, wait, what, (laughs) Mm -hmm. what did you just say? Because we're such, and I I've had been in conversations where you're talking about this in, in other ways, we're so stuck with that how right the how is is the thing that gets us what we want and I'm not going to quote you correctly but you shared something on a call when I was with you um through team body mind and, and you said like as soon as the dream becomes like the work or the job or the how like the, the how to it's it's no longer a dream
0: yeah don't turn dreams into jobs the job of yeah. the dream is to set you free why do we do that We 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 know why. Like when I say it that way, when we phrase it that way, when it's clever that way, it's like it's like an aha moment. But if you think on it, just just very at a basic level, it's because we were taught to do that way from kindergarten. Yeah, we
1: were trained. Yeah.
0: You're like, you have dreams. And the kindergartner goes, yeah, I'm, I'm a superstar. And she's all of a sudden a superstar. And then they go, no, 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 you have to go to, you know, 18 years of school before you yeah. can ever. And you're like, yeah. okay, well, I guess yeah. that's the way it is now. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's, it's, I've had my nine year old, my nine year old, he's the thinker and, and very like empathic and he will not go to bed. And all of a sudden come down and like, mom, what if I don't, and he, this is what he comes up with. What if I like, don't do well in school. And then I can't go to college and then I can't get a job. And then I can't pay like, boom, boom, all these things. And I'm like, you're not. you you're 10 now. Like what? This is early. This idea of these things that are supposed to get us what we want. This if, then this, when, then yeah,
0: that's scenario and thinking. Yeah. And also- what a cool way for him to be thinking. Meaning, he's thinking of his future, and he cares. You know what oh, yeah. I mean?
1: It was it was very mixed, right? Like,
0: yeah, yeah, no, no, it's amazing, and that that's the thing is like everything we do not not everything, but like in general, the things we do are learnable skills. Yeah. And we can learn to do things based on our values. The challenge is that we've been taught to time our values instead of valuing our time.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And that hurts people who love their values. They go, I have these values. I'm going to do all these things to one day live them. And then when they look back and they go, but I never did. Yeah, That is what I'm trying to help people avoid. (laughs) <laughs> because it's just a matter of doing things a little bit differently, thinking just a little bit differently from the start. If if your goal is to create more time for your family, I'll just use that as an example. It could be anything. Mm-hmm. Then you would measure your success. You can measure it any way you want, but you could say, what's my, like, like there's cash flow. You could say, what's my time flow. You could mm-hmm. say, this project is going to take up this much time. Why couldn't you say, why can't this project create this much time? And it, it's because we don't think about it, but once you right. do, again, the decision tree changes, you make different choices, you bake it in from the start. You, how do you expect to bake a cake without sugar and then for you to eat it in it to be sweet? It doesn't work that way. Yeah, I get you can put substitutes for sugar. That's not that's not where I'm going. Right, right, right. But if you don't bake in like your freedom of time, your autonomy from the start of your of your journey.
1: It's not going to show up <laughs> suddenly. How,
0: how do you expect it to show up later? Yeah, you go, well, I'm going to I'm going to exit in five years, and or I'm going to stop doing these things in five or ten years. And you go, yeah, but my kids nine or ten, you know, mm-hmm. and in five years he or she will be whatever age your kid is right now.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: This is why are we living in the first place, right? We're here. <laughs> what are we living for? Yeah. So, so that's what anti-time management is about. It's about yeah. what is the real purpose and aligning your purpose with real priorities. Don't put your priorities last. Everyone puts their priorities last, Put your priorities really first, prior, precede projects, figure out a way to get paid to do it so that your work supports your dream and you're not sacrificing your dream for your work.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I love how like I've been influenced by that notion. Um, you have this great phrase of change, how you get paid and change your life. And when I was in full on academia and tenured professor, you know, like all the things, nothing else was going to change. Financially, I had hit it just where I was and in the institution I was in. It was not going to change. I had not had a raise in years and there was pretty much literally nothing I could do about it. <laughs> and that, was not okay with me. And when I started to realize, and that's kind of when coaching came into my life and all of this, and I started to, it, it, the biggest thing was I could start to be in control in a very different way of time. And, oh, by the way, be paid when I'm not working or not directly, right? Like it wasn't connected in the same ways anymore. And I, there was no limit all of a sudden, right? It it was just this really interesting thing. And, and so I I know Laura has been around you and all that. And so I just, I'm glad that this content is out in the world for us to ask more questions.
0: (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. And that's actually a really like wonderful story. And anyone that was Paying attention to what you said knows what because you, you kind of brushed over it, but that's like a really big deal. You know, don't it to be working and be tenured your, yourself set oh, for life. Oh, <laughs> it's yeah. like, like the I would have like, to
1: do some really vicious things too. Right? To like lose that job, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. That's that's the dream. And for whatever reason you decided to to change that. And it sounds like for the better. And that's what's kind of cool about life.
1: Mm-hmm. Is
0: that we can we can do all kinds of things
1: yeah, i was <laughs> in know? my 40s when when this yeah. this happened and and the thing was is like being a professor that was always like that was the goal and i did yep. all the i mean i very much followed the the path of how you do that and with a lot of win then yes kind of thinking and all of a sudden that just wasn't working for me anymore
0: that's amazing that's yeah. a great example that's a great example you know i didn't always think this way and you know we (laughs) we all we all all have our thoughts but like Like, as you know at at some point in time my 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 brother-in-law passed passed away at the age of 21 in his sleep
1: sleep. and he
0: was living on and off this for about five years when that happened it totally shook us because we did not obviously expect that and obviously it was the worst thing in the world and reflecting on it we were like he didn't Even get a chance to quote unquote grow up. He lived a great life. He did all the wonderful things, you know, he needed to do in the short time that he had. But it wasn't the now you get to work for 40 years and finally retire and then live your dreams that we've been preached for, I don't know, over over a hundred, almost two hundred years now in America. Yeah. And when I realized that, I was like, you know what? When you when someone close to you passes away. And everyone's experience is different, of course, but you start realizing how you start realizing how few things actually matter. <laughs> the the things that we get mad over or frustrated yeah. over yeah. usually usually don't matter and have no meaning. They're meaningless. And when you start seeing the world through the filter of like what actually matters, what what actually is meaningful, it really changes the way you think and changes the way you want to do stuff. And you know, a, a few years later, my my fourth son that, that you mentioned, Gavin, we named it after my, after my brother-in-law, Gavin, he caught pertussis and it was just too much on his little body. Hmm. And I remember they took out all the wires and the the tubes out of his, you know, out of him in the hospital. And my wife, and I just waited for those last beats of his heart, you know, like I held her for a second, put him in her arms. She's in a rocking chair. I'm just kneeling there with my hand on his heart and he slipped away and Someone asked me like, later, like, how do you, what'd you, what'd you, it was a weird question. What did you learn? What did you learn from your mm-hmm. brother-in-law passing away from your son passing away? And I was like, what did I learn? And, <laughs> <Yeah>. and <laughs> what am I supposed to learn? I don't know. Yeah. I, don't, I didn't want to learn any of this stuff. What yeah. are you talking about? And I came up with what I call Gavin's law, which is live to start, start to live. When you live to start those ideas that are pressing on your mind, you really will start living because we all, we, we have ideas. We have thoughts you know, sometimes maybe we're in a state where we just feel like there's, there's, there's not much. But at the same time, we tell ourselves, I'm afraid. I'm not going to do it. I'm going to put it away. I'm going to wait till later. I have to do 20 steps before I can do the, you know, the 21st thing that actually needs to be done, even though the 21st thing is I could start there anyway. It's like we start doing all these things. But when you live to start and you start to live, you really will start living. So the idea is from the power of starting something stupid, what is that thing you would regret? Do it now here's how. And the idea of anti-time management is was that really the thing you would regret? <laughs> right. Or was that just a step? Because the intent is as Covey would say, begin with the end in mind, but most of us we begin with means in mind. Yeah. And we the turn path, means we yep, we turn means into ends unto themselves. You want to be a good parent, so you decide you're going to coach their team. That's awesome. Coaching the team is a is a means, not the end, because you could be a terrible coach and be really like a terrible person on the field to your kid. That's not helping. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you can still be the coach, but if the goal is to be like a, a nurturing, loving parent, you're going to act in a certain way. So I'm not I'm not judging or prescribing anything here. I'm just describing the way that if you look back at is the life you're leading really the life you want and with a new thought what's the goal of the goal could you change it to start living those values from the beginning baking it in from the start.
1: Yeah. I'm closing my eyes. People can't see that but I'm just <laughs> absorbing all of it and and it's making me want to ask about how then like what was for this book? I mean, you you wrote this book. You've been... Tell me, I guess, tell me about the process here because you said oh. you've been reading it for a decade. When oh. when did words start appearing? Because I'm going to guess there was... Obviously, you were experiencing things and things were coming in and all of that. But tell me a little bit about the nuts and bolts of when words started to be on so, a page somewhere.
0: No, no, that's a good question. I... This is out of left field. Uh, I, I'm a, I'm a songwriter. I grew up doing punk rock, writing songs. <laughs> I've written well over a hundred songs, maybe hundreds, wow. but easily over hundred are recorded. Um, and I had a, I was even offered a five year contract. Uh, I decided wow. not to take it. Ended up moving to Brazil and doing mission work instead. But. I always have thoughts and as a as a person who is you know trying to say clever things and and write fun music I would always carry pen and paper with me mm-hmm. and I would just write down the thought as cell phones and smartphones became a little more easier to use I started just writing them in notes mm-hmm. so my my pro- and then my process is this if I have a thought write it down I I might even just write down the thought sure paper sure notes yes email it to myself and and label it you know so that i have a an area where i can go find Yeah, yeah
1: yeah yeah
0: and i can explain like why it might take 10 years to do something but my process is if i have all these bullet points of thoughts which i would have normally forgotten about right they're passing thoughts then when i go to like I don't know, maybe write a book and let's say I create a table of contents or something, just kind of a rough draft. Mm-hmm. I can go find all these bullet points and put them in under each potential chapter. So now let's say, let's just pretend I have 10 chapters, just, just headlines. They're going to change whatever. Yep. And I have three, four five bullet points that I've gathered over, over time. And I put them in there and I turn each of one of those bullet points into a paragraph, which includes a story, a principle, and an actionable thing. You know, I, I write nonfiction. I write for self improvement and entrepreneurship. Yep. So this is kind of how I do it. But all of a sudden, you do that, and it's amazing. Yes, because because you're not starting from scratch, but you literally did start from scratch.
1: <laughs> Here's what I love about this, Richie, because a lot. Of, what I wanted to be is, is a little snarky question. Of like, wait, you mean you didn't? have to come up with the outline and the table of contents first and then start writing the words. No, you were living and capturing. And just because you, words matter to you, they kind of always have with the songwriting and all of that sort of thing. And plus I know you've been speaking and coaching and all that sort of stuff. And so I know communicating and words are important and language is important for you. But what is so interesting and mind blowing to some people is they think they have to again. I think it goes right along with the theme of the anti time management book too. Is you think you have to know all the things before you can engage? If I have that dream of I want, I, I'm just called to my heart. I, I think I have a book in me, and people are just stunned when I say, "Well, let let's start putting words out." Wait, wait, wait! Don't I need an outline? Don't I need to know what the book is about? I'm like, "How could you? You've never written it." You know, like that's what's going to emerge. So I love how you shared that. It was these little bits and scraps and pieces.
0: Yeah, I think think about it this way. Words need places to live. Yes. Your thoughts need a place to live. Most of the time they live in your head. So if they're going to live in your head, cool. But if you feel like it's something or if you just want to get it out so that you don't forget it, you know what I mean? Or it needs a place so that it can later find its home. (laughs)
1: <laughs> really?
0: so you so i'm creating these these thoughts these concepts uh understanding or defining certain principles i don't know what i'm going to do with them but let's say for example i just instantly share it on facebook and let's just pretend that that's where it lives for now mm-hmm. and let's now pretend that somebody likes it and let's pretend that 10 people like it And 100 people like it or whatever. I don't know. It just depends. And then let's pretend that somebody asks a question about it. What does that mean? Or I don't don't agree with that. Or you get the haters. You know, you get the trolls. Or you get someone really inquisitive. Or someone DMs you about it. Well, then you respond to it. And all of a sudden you have more content. I I found like it's sometimes hard for people to just say stuff, even though they say stuff all the time. But when someone prompts them, like you're asking me questions and I'm now answering, it's a – a great facilitator of moving thoughts from the brain and and moving them out, you know, into the world where they belong. So now a thought I put on Facebook or wherever, someone likes it, I can now share it across different platforms. Mm -hmm. If it starts to be a thing that my, my quote unquote readers or future readers are interested in, it's a great market test. You can't, it's not perfect because you can't judge your words by how people are reacting. You can't judge your words also because the distribution on social media is totally screwed up. Sure. Okay. So, so you can always tell yourself, no one saw it because the internet sucks. Yes. You know what I mean? Like you, it, it's, it's actually true. Right. So, so there's that. But what's, what's interesting is when people do start engaging with it, I go, ah, that's something people want to know more about. Yeah. Maybe I'll write an article. Maybe I'll write a po- Maybe I'll do a podcast. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll bring it up in a podcast right here. Uh, but all of a sudden, it turns into more content which can develop into a book so like this book anti-time manager like you mentioned all those different questions i have in there and there's and all these little phrases right mm-hmm. that that are in there many of those i have been sharing for a long time and they're the ones that resonated with people in a way that made them change their life or think differently and right. now they're encapsulated in this book
1: and now it gets to go out way beyond, like, there's no way with all the social media, email lists, speaking, like, now it gets to live in a whole different world. Yep. And and, and you could never have touched the people that are, are being touched yep. and are going to be touched. I, use me as a perfect example here. Without yep. you having been willing, I, I think we're always writing, personally. I think everybody's a writer in some way, shape, or form. They don't claim it. I get it. School messes us up around our writing <laughs> Sorry, yeah. Yeah. we get called all the rules, and then who would want to write with all of that in their brain?
0: <laughs>
1: it, and I think we're always writing. And I think what you're call, what I call everything you're talking about is called word assets. You have mm. word assets out the wazoo, mm. and it was just simply you tugging the threads and mm. starting to like lay in a track, right? Like I like it that. Started to come together.
0: Yeah, no, I like that a lot. That's good, and and we. This is. This will get way crazy. You know, you're the body mind person, but aren't we literally always writing? Isn't every word written on our brain? Isn't neuroplasticity like an actual like thing and a science? Like we yeah. are literally yeah, constantly writing. It's written in the, <laughs> on our <laughs> inside. Yeah. You know, our our head, and then we get to decide what's what's going to be shared. Now, I get people are scared because. You say one thing today and you get canceled and you say the wrong thing and people are going to paint you in a certain direction, like all that's true. So yeah, sure. Take that into account. But at the end of the day, when it comes to a book, well, this is your opportunity to do your best work, share your best work. Mm -hmm. And it starts from not your best work. It evolves and you get to have an editor look at it. And, and by the way, once the book is like you said, done, two things happen. Like, one by writing you're able to help more people two by having the book done you're able to help more people cuz now they can find you they have a reason to talk to you whereas before they didn't know who you were yeah. and they had no reason specifically or topic you know to 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 talk to you so like when we talk about anti-time management it's now turned into like we've probably talked about 100 different things in a, in in that are all of a sudden like you said tied together by this conversation it's mm-hmm. it's magic it's magic
1: I love it. Tell, tell us more about how your books and this one, even before it's even out, like how is, has it supported you? Either supported you personally in your business? Like what are you, what have you seen already?
0: The book is a magnet hmm. and I, I want everyone to read, you know, read it because I really believe in it, but somehow it just finds the right people. You know, and you can do your best as a marketer, a PR person to spread the word and for people to share it. And we all want it to do better than it does. We all want, we want, all want all the things. We have to remember, like, if you don't do it, none of those opportunities present themselves. Mm. But writing a book is one decision that makes a million other possibilities happen. And some people write a book, (laughs) right? Some people will write a book and they'll move on to the next book or to something else. I don't know why you would do that. This thing's just born. Let it grow up. It's new to everybody who hasn't Mm. read it yet, you know, so you can turn it into something else. So like, as far as like what the book has done for me professionally, yeah, yeah, I, it has led to things I've never thought of. So also I'll be, I'll be very specific. People start reaching out for help. I wasn't thinking I should have been, but I wasn't necessarily thinking about, now becoming a consultant to companies and now becoming a coach to people. And sure, sure, maybe it's it's out there. It's, these are all possibilities. But when someone's asking you to do it, they're coming to you for it. Well, now I kind of have to, right? Mm-hmm. Or or at least I get to choose how I'm going to do it or whether I'm going to do it or not, which turned into online courses, which turned into people telling me they wanted to make physical products. I have a background in that. So now I'm making over 100 different physical products. I started that company Product, that you mentioned, mm-hmm. Products. Products you're proud of. It's not some weird accent. People are like, Proud. Where are you? Where are you from?" <laughs> I'm like, "No, just just the word proud, you know." And uh, it's that's that's had me go all over the world, you know, visiting visiting factories, doing these things. It's led to another book deal. It's led to me creating companies that edit videos for people. I and mean, people go, you? "Why do you do so many things? You seem like you're all over the place." And I go, it, "Now I'm used to it." But in the beginning, I was I, I was almost like a little bit surprised, like because in my head it's all one thing, right? I'm, I'm giving people their time back. I'm letting people live their dreams. I don't care if there's like a thousand different ways to do it, right? I'm do, like, to me, it's like you go into a store. There's hundreds of products in that store, all with different supply chains. They, they they're from all over the place. No one goes into a store and says, "Why are you doing a thousand different things?" They just go, "Oh, you're a store. You do one thing. You sell stuff to me." And so you can think about your businesses and separate them out however you want. But for me, this book has completely changed my life, my my income, uh, the, my opportunities. And by the way, because of the way I approach my work, it's always family-centered, time-centered, uh, all the things that are valuable-centered. So the idea is you work from the dream, not towards the dream. And because of that, it's only enhanced my personal life, only enhanced my time. Oh, and by the way, it attracts people who want the same thing. Right. So now all of a sudden I'm meeting people who are like-minded or willing to learn people who care about this stuff. And all of a sudden my quote unquote network, I'm not sure how much I like that word or not, but my relationships, it's a different circle. It's a different level and it's fun. (laughs) so yeah books change lives that's for sure
1: absolutely i love i mean i think it goes back to like you said it's a magnet and you you can't know all the different things that it's going to bring to you and i love what you said that one way to guarantee because a lot of people like oh i don't know you know is it gonna is it gonna make me money is it gonna get me clients is it gonna whatever and it's sort of like that's not the right question to ask right like You've obviously got things to share. you're here on this planet for a reason, and when people share their words in this way and it gets captured in a book, this beautiful thing can happen that you can't even no one can predict in that moment and most of the people I work with you know they're heart centered they're they're so wanting to help people. It's just this renewable resource over and over and over again that I see people getting to use and I love how you said like you just don't know all the ways and, and all of these new opportunities are showing up yeah, directly yeah. connected to the, the subject area and also a little, like a little not, you know, like not.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that's no.
1: amazing. And you could have never, true. you know what I mean? Like you, you weren't thinking that way. You weren't going, Hey, like mm-hmm. you said, let me be a no. consultant. Let me be this.
0: One, one thing leads to another and you, you can, you can think big and dream big and, and do all these things, which you should. Uh, but there's this it's a, it's a it's an interesting word the asymmetry a, being asymmetrical the, the idea that a small move can create large outputs that's what a that's what a book does and if you're measuring for i have to sell 100,000 books to be successful that's either that's either, it's not it's that's you that's not necessarily true right it could have been a you could have said a million You could have said, you could have said 10, you could have said one, you could have said zero. It's for me. Mm -hmm. So we, we, we measure success based on however we think we should measure success. But if you were to ask yourself, what would be the effect or Aristotle called it final cause, what would be the effect or final cause of selling 10,000 books? And you go, oh, then I'd be able to have all these, I'm making it up. Then I have all these clients and you go, well, do you actually have to sell 10,000 books to have all these clients. <laughs> right. you go, right. hey, what does all these clients mean? Oh, it means like, I don't know, 10 clients a year, 10 clients a month. And you. Go, how much money is that to you? And you go, I don't mm-hmm. know. You, once you realize that and you go, oh, oh my gosh, people start going, I could, you're telling me I could sell something to one person for a thousand dollars instead of, 10 people at a hundred dollars because they're very different lifestyles and so when you relate it back to the book you say that could be one person who now comes into my world who needs this service that's a thousand dollars or ten thousand dollars or more i don't know someone's business i don't know what they're doing i'm just saying if you measure for what the actual thing is that you want then the book can help you get there regardless of how many it sells you still want it to sell zillions and bajillions. You wanted to sell all of them. But, but not, not
1: just a, for selling sake. Not just that you're right. It's like what, yeah, what is the you, measure of success? You, and it, that's it's because right. Because you're you're helping people. You you
0: that's right. Are you selling for selling sake? Right.
1: Or you, or no, what, is the sake,
0: what is the sake of this book? Yeah. Uh, that changes. Again, I'll use that word decision tree changes your choices, changes the way you view things and also allows you to be able to ultimately, I'm going to guess many people listening to this, their family and their personal time is the most important. So if you were to start there, then you wouldn't, you would do your best not to have your whole entire life destroyed by holding up and writing the book. You would do it in a way that actually allows you to be a light to your family. The, the I know everyone's like, yeah, how do you do that? you got to think about it but you first have to identify it
1: absolutely and and that's what i love i think the book presents every chapter like you said it, it, those bullet points oh so many years ago that have evolved into these chapters around your beautiful phrases of final cause and project stacking and th- the time tipping concept in and of itself and then the questions that go along with it like it just opens up so many opportunities for people to really sit down with themselves and have a moment to go, is this really in alignment? Am I doing the things that are really in alignment with what I truly want? And I love that words are offering people the opportunity to do that. <laughs> so I'm, I'm so glad mm. that You're this awesome. is this out. <laughs> yeah.
0: Thank
1: you. Um, I have a few questions that I I kind of try to ask, or I've yeah. started to ask people who uh, come on here. So like I said, you know, you're one of like the first few that I'm doing, so that's super cool. Yeah. Um, I would love. Do you have a first memory of writing, or when you started to realize, like, ooh, I've, this writing thing is kind of powerful?
0: <laughs> no, but when 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 you when you say it, what comes to mind is my English teacher, who was wonderful in high school telling me that my handwriting was chicken scratch <laughs> and Sorry. I knew it, I knew it was true and I also didn't care <laughs> right. I didn't care if even my own handwriting that I would write my notes on I couldn't read the day you know a day <laughs> later because I don't understand what what I wrote because I, I have such terrible handwriting and I'm not gonna pretend like I actually like it Writing, it is like it's like bleeding, it's like it's like yeah. it's like walking up and and just it's torture, okay? It's, it, it is so hard, but um, uh, my reason for writing is important mm. to me, and I want my reason to be bigger than my fear or even uh, the 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 pain that I might feel, yeah. uh, you know, during during the the process I, I believe that purpose comes first then process I know a lot of artists say follow the process I get it but if the process is leading you to the wrong place you, what are you doing so sure. I, I begin with I begin with purpose and purpose allows me to overcome all my you know fears and other things and pains so at the end of the day yeah writing is awesome that's what I remember when you asked me that question but it's become fun to me when i think about how it can impact someone like when i was writing music i was thinking how cool will it be when people are singing along with with me when mm-hmm. we're on stage and that yeah. happened and i got to see that so, uh, one little tip i think would be right now write early share now share earlier than you ever imagined yep that that loop i think that's like propels me forward
1: and also it, it kind of solidifies a commitment for yourself too. like this is happening. I'm doing this. And nobody cares when the book comes out. you know, like nobody cares. Nobody's sitting there like, Shana, you said you were doing mm. this thing. I- I'm writing a book now, nobody's behind me. It's just me, but uh, that why and that commitment to go, this is here, I'm honoring the words. And sharing, I love that. I love sharing. Early share often. It's like exercise. Do something. Do it often.
0: <laughs> there you go. Yeah. yeah.
1: Do you have a favorite book? This is when I have a hard time answering myself, but I always like to ask.
0: I I, I have several, uh, but but one that comes to mind uh, is a guy. It's about a guy named Muhammad Yunus who invented microfinance to help people work out a- where their way out of poverty, uh, that's my my passion is social entrepreneurship, helping people become self reliant through self employment. So it's called Banker to the Poor. Uh, it's a great book, and then a business one would be Good to Great, and mm-hmm. it's by Jim Collins, and it's amazing where he did, does these studies and, and talks about what makes a company great, and the principles are applicable in, in, in my opinion. In so many different aspects of your of your life. Uh, I mean, I could I could go on, but there you go. There's a couple.
1: <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, Richie, this has been super super fun. I want to make sure we know all the places to go to get connected to you and get their hands on this book. So, tell us Thank where you. you are, how to connect with you. I know yeah. the books on Amazon. Um, Anti-Management. Yeah.
0: yeah, it's available uh for pre-sale right now you might be listening to this later and it's just you can be be mailed out you know today or however it works over there but yeah anti-time manager i love it pre-orders help a ton um helps the you know this but like it helps publishers understand like how many they're gonna print and where they're gonna go and how they're gonna do it and with all the all that kind of stuff so yeah please grab a copy there but it's also available at barnes and noble and everywhere books are are sold if you go to my website richienorton.com i I currently have on there a thing called the seventy six day challenge that's how long my 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 son lived and I, I learned that over the course of about three months more or less, you can kind of make anything happen you can mm-hmm. make anything happen even if you've even if I say you know I've been working on this for ten years, we all know that when it becomes crunch time you, nobody's more productive than a procrastinator with an (laughs) impending deadline. So you can you can move mountains when your when your dreams have due dates. Uh, so if you go there, put in your email, you'll get step by step how to kind of make some of these these things happen. And whether that's writing a book or not, it's definitely applicable. And I have more things if you go, it's not there yet, but I'll say it anyways. If you go to racial.com slash time, I'm gonna have so many amazing resources.
1: I'm super excited for that. I've been, re- as I'm reading the book, I'm like, Oh, I can't wait to go. People, p- people, people, people,
0: people already go in there and go, Richard, there's nothing there. And I, go, I know. I know. Yeah, you I know you just, you, 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 just wait, you just wait. <laughs> but yeah, that, right. that, that, that'd be good. So,
1: yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, time is, it means so many things to so many different people. And so if you want a very, Unique and powerful yet it really is a simple perspective Um, the difficulty is just allowing yourself to ask your own self and connect with yourself and really ask these questions Um, I I cannot recommend this book enough anti-time management so go grab your pre-order go find Richie's stuff connect with him Um, he is wonderful to connect with and just so gracious and I'm just so grateful you were here thank you so much
0: Uh, you're the best thank you so much that was a lot of fun I appreciate it
1: Thank you so much for joining me for this episode of The Written Compass. If you are loving this content, then please share this episode and tag me on Instagram at hartman underscore. And if you're wondering how you can implement the ideas I share here and really begin creating your amazing book, I want to connect with you even more. Head over to shaynahartman.com slash compass to learn even more about not only writing your book, but truly experiencing your words.